It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. And welcome to another edition of the Redirect Podcast. This is episode 15. It's Friday, September 8th, 2017. I'm Jason Dodge, and welcome once again by Patrick and Ashley from the Black Truck team. Um, welcome, team. Hey. Hey. Made it through another week. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. In, Everywhere. In, in the world right now. And... <laughs> As if there wasn't already enough going on. Uh, this is true. <laughs> so we're not, we're not here to get all political, right? We're here to talk about search and digital marketing. Yes. So um, with a lot of the recent happenings with let's just say natural disasters as of lately, because that's really what they are. Um, and this is, I think, very being very sincere and heartfelt, I, I want to make sure that I preface any discussion that we have about this is, as that, uh, you know, our, our, our thoughts um, definitely go out to people that are affected by a lot of the things that are happening right now. That's, that's weighing heavily on a lot of people. Um, with the, the hurricanes that have happened, so Hurricane Harvey in Texas... Uh, basically two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Hurricane Irma happening, well, soon to make landfall, supposedly here, and it will, in Florida, uh, tomorrow. Um, so by the time of this this publishing and stuff, it, it probably will, will already have made landfall. So, um, And the, the intense wildfires that are just ripping up and down the West Coast. Um, I had kind of set out probably in the past two days to start look at, looking at um, kind of some search trend data. And I know that's something that Google Trends has been going on. You can you can go to Google Trends and you can look at um, Hurricane Irma mm-hmm. and, and how that's comparing and kind of top questions and things of that nature. But what really was intriguing to me was I really wanted to know how natural disasters influenced search intent. Um, so we can say, how do natural disasters influence search? How do they influence search intent? Meaning, <clears throat> what's driving that? What do those search queries look like? Um, a little bit self-serving here because in, I'm looking at Ashley and Patrick because I know that um, I've been working on a blog post that supports this and, and just kind of provides some additional details here. So check the Black Truck Media blog. Um, there will be something out shortly about how natural disasters influence search. And what was interesting was is that um, I wanted to, to look at it over a time, a, a kind of a, a time period spanning back to, say, uh, 2005 with Hurricane Katrina. So Hurricane Katrina happened in July 2005, and then fast forward up 12 years to our time period right now um, within August and September 2017. It's a big, big time period. But what I really wanted to do was was focus on kind of four <clears throat> uh, major search queries, which were, uh, you know, on a general end, hurricane safety. Um, so the theme of hurricane safety. How to prepare for a hurricane, hurricane preparedness, one and the same. Um, and then what to do during a hurricane. So all pretty major. There's a lot of, it's, it, you don't, you don't have to be, um, a search ex- expert to understand like how important those keywords are to a lot of individuals. There's a lot of data out there that supports that are super popular around certain periods of time. 
So what I did is I, I guess I, I plugged those into Google Trends and I wanted to see where, where those plotted out in popularity um, across the course of the last 12 years. And what's interesting is you can see the, the peaks and valleys and the major spikes, uh, you know, you would think are during those times of these major hurricanes. So what I've done is I plotted that out uh, to show, okay, when was Hurricane Katrina? When was Hurricane Ike in 2008? Hurricane Irene in 2011? Hurricane Sandy in 2012? Hurricane Matthew in 2016? Hurricane Harvey as of recent? And, and then, of course, the, the, everything that's happening with Hurricane Irma. Now, a lot has happened in technology and the digital and social space in the past 12 years. Uh, Facebook was still in its infancy, right? 2005, it was around for a year. Pat, you pointed out earlier, it was still at that time open to primarily college students, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, it didn't, didn't have the mass appeal. I, I think even at the end of 2005, they had something like 5 million users or something, not nearly mm -hmm. what the, just the mass scale that they have right now. Um, the iPhone didn't even come out for two more years in 2007. So our access to the mobile web for people that weren't using a BlackBerry, <laughs> you know, mobile web was pretty, yeah. pretty much in its, in its real, real early infancy. They so those PDAs, personal yeah. digital assistant. You have a PDA, one? right? Clicky, click, click. I know that was, that was someone else. That was definitely not me. <laughs> I didn't have that little annoying <clears throat> keyboard in the class. I wasn't, I wasn't that guy. Well, I think what's, what's interesting is that. Uh, I, I was I was anxious to see what the popularity of those searches were. And it definitely, as time has gone on, because you can go back and kind of the Wayback Machine and look at, at generally how many searches were done annually or daily in Google mm -hmm. in 2005 to how many searches are done daily or annually right now mm -hmm. in Google. And it's it's mind-boggling the data that's that's out there. But what I really wanted to see was when when did those searches happen and what was their popularity? And what I found was with with Katrina, that happened in July 2005. And it wasn't until around September 2005 that I started to see those spike for huh. any of those terms, whether that's whether that's uh, um, hurricane safety, how to prepare for a hurricane, anything like that. So, um, you know, it took a whole two months later after the fact for people to start kind of generating their interest around that. But, but what was even more interesting was that the, the big key theme around there was very generic. It was more hurricane safety focus, where if you take that and go to the next major hurricane of 2008, Hurricane Ike, same theme. So between 2005 and 2008, the focus was very much hurricane safety. Um, and yeah, there's little blips in the radar about preparedness and being prepared and what do I do during. But it wasn't until really uh, Hurricane Irene in 2011, counting on my fingers here, three, three <laughs> more years, that we see almost a complete mind shift in people searching for, you know, how to prepare for the hurricane or hurricane preparedness and what to do. So, so people have gone from this reactive approach mm. to very much a proactive approach. Um, so it's really fascinating to me. And there's a little bit of a shift in there during Hurricane Sandy time frame as well. Um, but, but now if you fast forward to, um, you know, 2017, the, the focus is very, very 
much more toward being prepared and what to do during and less on general hurricane safety. Hmm. Um, so I found, I found this extremely fascinating and kind of a, a really weird time that we're in right now with these. But um, nonetheless, it, it, I, really, I really wanted to set out and understand, you know, how, how search data can be influenced by these natural disasters and things that happen in, in, in our world. But you know. showed me a graph of the trend, how there is this time scale. I think, I don't know if it went all the way back to Katrina, but there was a blip for Harvey two weeks ago mm-hmm. that was, you know, yay high. Mm-hmm. And then there, then there was the Irma blip and Irma's was made Harvey's bump in the graph looked like it was a little tiny anthill versus Mount Everest. Yeah. How people all of a sudden are like, okay, so we just saw what happened in Texas. We should pay attention to what's going to happen here in Florida. And they actually got off their butts and started doing some research. I thought that was the biggest thing. You know, it's no, no one really cares until it happens to you. And when it's happening to you, you're going to do your homework. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting looking at that, that no one, I'm sure if you didn't have the Irma bump on that, curve that would have been a big hill for mm-hmm. for Harvey but you throw the Irma in there and it went bananas yeah yeah and they're saying well Irma is one the biggest hurricane to longest hit. sustained recorded 185 mile an hour yeah. since since Hurricane Andrew right which happened in right. the 90s so um so 90 uh don't quote me on this I'd have to go and it's look and go I didn't go that far back was in 92 so. okay so so 92, very much, if anybody was on the internet, super, 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 way early, right? I mean, let's not even have an internet discussion until about 94 or 95. So, um, it, you know, the, there's, there's not going to be anything there to support it, that we have regular mass media versus social media and digital media that we know today, which is very live and very updated. So to take things a step further in our discussion... I wanted to take it and 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 I, I wasn't happy with just Google Trends. I wanted to go a little bit geekier on it. So knowing what those major hurricanes were, we identified those in Google Trends and knew where the spikes were. I wanted to take those those hurricanes and think of them as brands. <laughs> so Hurricane again, I know, I'm sorry, but Hurricane Sandy, Hurricane Katrina, and let's plug them into um, some of the other keyword tools out there that can mimic Google Suggest. So that could be anything from Answer the Public, Keyword.io, Moz's Keyword Tool, uh, you know, Keyword Explorer has, has features in there to show questions. What I'm looking for is more long tail Q&A type hmm. queries and themes that come out of it. And, and then taking that and running it, again, getting geeky hmm. with it and running it through Ngram analyzer online and text comparison tools to see what kind of themes start to surface. And now I can't go back historically and understand, you know, what was being searched in 2005. Mm -hmm. There's probably others out there that can do that and great. Um, But I was very curious to see what were the standout themes um, in very much the the correlation between all of those, the, the growing trend here is very much how, why, what if, cause of, actually we talked before about um, versus. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of search queries that are happening around, um, you know, 
individuals are, are even asking questions currently, like, can Hurricane Irma go as far as New York, right? So very East Coast, Eastern Seaboard based, but people asking, like, how, basically, how far can this thing go? Or how does it compare to X hurricane? This is really kind of crazy to, to, to start to see these patterns and start to see how this stacks up. And this is super, like, this is, like, subjective. This is all subjective right. data. And I could get completely tore apart by this, but because there's not, like, you know, complete search query data, like how many hit, um, uh, what's the volume and, and mm-hmm. search volume and things like that. But, but literally, if you just see what, what type of words can be mashed together and what the popularity of them are, that's going to give you a pretty good indication of how we as individuals uh, in the world are, are searching for these things based on natural disasters. So, hmm. yeah. The first thing that I'm thinking of is what is even out there? <clears throat> I mean, obviously, they're not going to get an answer to that question, really, you know? You know who's and, capitalizing on it is the news. It's the news publications mm-hmm. are totally capitalizing on it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Google's doing a fairly good job, I would say, right now at, at, at filtering that data. Um, there's very, very few ads in that space. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, would, I would completely anticipate someone like a, a you know, generator company or something like that oh, to be gosh. in there. And there are some here and there, but that's probably, again, based on our location, um, which would make sense, you know, if if the hurricane's happening in Florida and we're in Michigan and it's starting cause for concern about natural disasters and what could happen. Okay, yeah. I can make the connection there that now's the time to maybe, you know, amplify our position. Hmm. So, but so news sources are totally hmm. are, are totally dominating that, and Google's doing kind of some of their own curation. Uh, in the live space too, you know, um, when you search for where's, you know, where's the hurricane at right now mm. and hurricane trackers and things like that. That's super, super popular. People mm. want to know, but mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pat, you had something similar, yeah, kind, of kind of similar, but pretty different. So you just mentioned, um, Google filtering, doing Google doing a pretty good job of filtering those. <laughs> so that filter is an algorithm. I want to talk about algorithms. <laughs> Uh, Don't we talk about algorithms all day? All day, every day. That's what we do. We're here to to win the algorithm. Um, So I'm not talking about an article. I'm going to reference a podcast. Uh, One of the uh, podcasts I regularly listen to. The Redirect podcast. Not not quite this time. That's one of them. Okay. (laughs) Another one that I listen to quite regularly is 99% Invisible. Hmm. Uh, It's long-tail research. Explorative essays, things like that. This one is called "The Age of the Algorithm," hmm. um, and it's it, it caught my attention obviously because mm. we here in this office we kind of live and die by the algorithm, and it's what we're what we're working on. And I jumped into it and waiting for them to get into the marketing side of it because it's not normally a marketing podcast. Um, and it starts off talking about the April 9th event on United Airlines Flight 3411, where that uh, man was aggressively and forcefully removed from the flight. Um, he was selected by an algorithm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. United mm-hmm. Airlines plugged his information into a computer, hit go, it did a little crunching, and it said, this guy, he's our least valuable customer on this plane <laughs> he's not he's probably not going to use us again um he was a one-off guy he bought his ticket early he bought his ticket at a low value so 
if we hurt his feelings, it's really okay. So they yanked him off the plane. So that kind of drew me in. I just kept huh. listening to it. And I was really waiting to see the, the, the marketing side of this and how are they going to spin this towards marketing? And it went a whole different direction. Um, so the algorithm was kind of, it, it, in the marketing world, I see the algorithm that we always reference was mm-hmm. built around getting the right products in front of the right people or, or having our clients be seen for the right search. You know, it's all tied to keywords. Well, it's not only used in search marketing. Well, it's sure. used right. everywhere. It, it references they gave. Um, will banks use it when they're vetting loan applicants? Is this individual going to be able to pay a loan back based upon their credit history mm. and answers on their credit application? Mm. Um, obviously, what we see on social media. Um, it's used in hiring schemes through resume review. You put all the resume information into a database, hit go, and see who comes out on top. Okay, these are the ones we're gonna call back for interviews. Um, evaluating job performance in an environment where you have maybe a couple hundred people doing the same job, where you can evaluate performances based on the same criteria, you can see who's really doing what. Um, and then the, it, the, the kind of darker side of it um, that this article, this podcast went into was talking about um, the court system and prison system. Uh-huh. It's used on picking um, sentences. It's used on picking oh, wow. um, probation periods. It's used on people getting, um, if they will be granted uh, probation or not, um, how long their term is going to be. Huh. There was at one point it said in there that um, just as many uh, marijuana crimes come out of white neighborhoods as they do black neighborhoods, but black neighborhoods obviously get more um, steeper penalties in the court systems. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was pretty pretty dark. Um, one of the I'm, I'm going to butcher this word because I can't <laughs> Ashley, you'll probably correct me because you're our our um, grammar police in here. Recidivism. Yep. Okay, recidivism risk algorithms, which are supposed to assess how likely it is a person will break the law again. Some judges use these risk scores to determine amount of bail, length of sentence, and likelihood of parole. Uh, it it, it, it kind of opened my eyes and changed the way I, I see a lot of the stuff that's happening in front of us with search and especially, especially social media. What we saw a lot this week um, in the news, if you've been glued to the news because of weather and everything happening in the world, um, it just came out that the Russians more than likely <laughs> spent $100,000 on ad campaigns through social media in a two-year period that ended around May of 2017. And um, so this statement isn't necessarily a validation or endorsement of what they did. However, what I think they maybe did in that instance was they used a system that was already in place and they had a mastery of audience retargeting. And they took that, you know, that audience, that that retargeting audience that we build maybe for like that, looking for that 20-something crowd that's into fitness and goes out for a drink on Friday night, whatever. They took that audience that we might see as maybe 50,000 people across the country, and they applied it to a 300 million refined audience, mm. which is basically the United States. And the material they peddled was shady, but what they did is they just took a system that was already in place that was already set up and all they had to do is plug in the criteria. And that's how they did this um, influence campaign is what they're calling it. And 
we put the we as in marketers put the request out to have this ability to create to, to find the right audience and then developers and designers built these algorithms to to make sure that they saw it and the the biggest argument during the most the latest political run up was um, you can't do that you can't do that well it's right there it's never been done that way but it's because it wasn't available that way you know Jason you talk about how in twenty or two thousand five um, you know the internet was at its infancy as far as so like ability off off a desktop computer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well four years ago it wasn't quite the same Jason you've been in the pay per click world for a handful of years now twelve <laughs> yeah. yeah. We always say, I used to do this when I could buy it for half a penny. Yeah, half, <laughs> half a cent. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, the uh, availability of things and the mastery of it keeps changing and changing. And it's not, it, it's expanding. It's almost like we're creating this, this dark side, you know, and it's, it's, I'm not implying this, this isn't a political statement at all. It has nothing to do with that, but like it's being used for bad. Well, yeah. I mean, look at, look at the, look at the Wall Street Journal article that came out, um, uh, was it uh, just, I think it was this morning, it might have been, talking about how the FBI is now investigating uh, Uber over what they're calling program targeting for their rival Lyft. And and it just goes in, it tries to go in depth, and, and Wall Street Journal does a fantastic mm-hmm. job at covering things. But they're talking about how the, the Uber used software internally to what they're saying illegally uh, interfere with its competitors. Now, I don't know if that's if that's targeting uh, or anything like that. But what they're saying is they could they could track drivers working for rival service Lyft. Um, now, look, there's an algorithm out there. Call it big data. Call it Facebook. Call it whatever. It, there's nothing stopping anybody from targeting a great population user base on Facebook alone that works for either Uber or Lyft or name your flavor of company. So then the question is, is that illegal or not? Hmm. Is that a legal play? Because either, uh, Patrick, on your side, the, the, the algorithm exists. Maybe on the other side of the fence, it's machine learning that's also coupled with the algorithm. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, those are really tough. Those are really tough gray areas uh, from yeah. an ethical perspective yeah. to, to try and cover. And, it, and it's, it's a gray area that <clears throat> hasn't been covered in the court system yet. I think mm. it's because it's, mm. this is how the world adapt, and the court systems adapt, and laws change and get established because people discover things and do it, and it becomes this strategic <laughs> approach to make them rise in society and then say, like, oh, you can't do that. That's illegal. It's like, how is it illegal? So what does that mean? What does that mean for a brand then? What, what is, what's, what's a, uh, what's a takeaway from this? Um, to me, the standout is you've got to be smarter with, yeah, with what you're doing right in your marketing. It, how, how do you crack into that audience? Right. That's the takeaway is mm-hmm. get in that audience. And then I don't like to use the word manipulate, but find a way to, um, get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, a second thing that popped into my mind, I, I'm a Reddit stalker. Um, there was an article um, or a, a link in there that I'll share in the in the blog post correlating to this podcast. Um, 
all about how echo chambers and mm. thought bubbles, how filter it, bubbles, filter bubbles yeah. how the left and the right in the political front, their social medias maintained separation. The left didn't see what the right was doing because that's the way they curated their content. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to... There, there wasn't any play coalitions. In those. Yeah, yeah, you got to find a way to jump into yeah. those. And I thought it was really interesting. And it linked to... The, the Reddit uh, post linked to um, a research study that was done by the um, by researchgate.net. It's got a, the whole paper hmm. uh, associated with it. Uh, and I'll, I'll share all those. And it between what I saw the with the ad campaign that the Russians paid for versus this whole thought bubble process or echo chambers. Um, and the, the there was over 2000 comments on the Reddit post. So there was some good conversation going mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. it. And it was just kind of fascinating to me between listening to all this stuff that I just stumbled upon. It's the, the stuff I listen to outside of my work life. You know, it's the stuff I just kind of just like to enjoy how it all connected through together and really kind of made me question. It's what I'm doing is I might try to get your product to show up or get your, your business, your industry, your service to show up, but like it's being used so many different ways mm-hmm. throughout the world and, and for different purposes. Different than we think. Yeah, different than we think. And it kind of put you in perspective of size. Like, okay, like a hurricane just rolled through um, and I wasn't prepared. I'm going to research how to prepare for the next one. Yeah. You know, is this a hurricane? How am I preparing for this next one? And I think the whole world is is trying to figure out what the next hurricane is, let alone how you prepare for that hurricane. Mm-hmm. I think it's true. Hmm. Ashton, any comment on it? I didn't know we were going to get so philosophical <laughs> today, guys. <laughs> well, but let's think about it, though. So, I mean, if we come full circle on this, you've got, you've got algorithms, search intent, all of these things. The algorithm is driven by a computer and a robot. The search intent is driven by a user, but they all have one common theme, right? So to go on some philosophical trip is okay because at the end of the day, the common theme here is the human being. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest takeaway there is you have to start focusing more attention on that intent. Um, Understanding probably to Patrick's point, this this is a good tie in the topic you brought up of, of what what does that mean for the algorithm? So, so how does search intent influence the algorithm or vice versa? And, and how do you maybe market your content toward that? If you are in that business, uh, whether you are, um, a nonprofit or organization providing humanitarian aid, or yeah, quite frankly, you are, um, a home standby generator company in the Midwest who can, can, capitalize off of that by by yeah. starting to fulfill those needs so um it really there's a lot of different ways you can take it but the the key center point in that is the human being so the human being and maybe they call this maybe this is a conclusion for the, the podcast whatever um, <laughs> well we're live yeah, we're live um the there was a person being interviewed in that podcast. Her name was Kathy O'Neill, and she wrote a book called The Weapons of Math Destruction, How Big Data Increases Inequality and Threatens Democracy. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, one of her, yeah, one of her statements in the podcast was, um, uh, this is the end of it, but in reality, every algorithm reflects, reflects the choices of its human designer. So a human wrote that algorithm. That's right. Machine learning started somewhere, right? Yeah. 
So you have to take that into consideration when you're thinking about all these advancements in technology. They all started with a human being at some point in time. And with that, <laughs> that is a thought-provoking element to leave you on. So uh, for those of you out there, good luck. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will uh, look forward to talking to you again on the next episode of the Redirect Podcast. Thank you. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.